Hi everyone, I'm Jason Scores and welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. I hope everybody is doing great. This podcast is airing on the day of the 2022 midterms, uh, but I recorded it well in advance because I don't have any up-to-the-minute predictions, but want to talk about the you know bigger picture here, and that's why the title is The 2022 Midterms Will Bring Clarity for Better or Worse. I have not followed any of the polls And in fact, I haven't followed any polls at all for over six years since the 2016 debacle in which people were so confident that Clinton was going to win and, of course, she lost. I think these days the polls in America are close to worthless because an insufficient number of Americans are willing to answer them. And no matter how pollsters try to correct for this, the error ranges are too big to make anything meaningful. Right? America is a closely divided nation between sane people and zombies, with the sane people maybe in the low 50s, 52, 53, and the zombies in the you know 47% range. This means that unless polls are very, very accurate, the chance they're going to accurately predict elections is close to zero because the margins are so small. You need something with a, within a margin of error of two to three percentage points And my guess is that these days, most polls are easily off by five percentage points or more most of the time. And again, we'll we'll see after this election, but that's, you know, that's how it's been for quite a number of elections. Right now, I think the range of possible outcomes is very wide. It could go from solid Republican victories in both the House and Senate to a true blue wave that increases Democratic numbers in the Senate and allows the Democrats to hold on to the House. So again, I think the possibilities here are really big. I think they slightly lean towards the Democrats for a few simple reasons. The Dobbs Supreme Court decision taking away a women's right to choose is huge. The GOP attacks on democracy, huge. The horrible GOP candidates, especially in the Senate, huge. And the relatively poor 2020 showing among Democratic candidates means that Democrats actually don't have to defend a lot of, you know, close seats. The the seats that were close, the Democrats mostly lost in 2020 and they don't hold them anymore. What they mostly hold is solidly blue seats. And so therefore, what they have to defend is not as tricky. Now, with respect to these points... I think the one that will have the most impact is the Dobbs decision. This is the first time in the first major national election in almost 50 years, a half century, after a core right has been taken away from the people. And in fact, if you look at American history, it's really almost never that we've had an election after a core right has been taken away because, you know, we've mostly expanded rights slowly but surely. And this has been a big step backwards. And I don't think people are happy about it, not just women. I think people are pissed about this. 
We saw the results in that special election in Kansas in which the pro-choice movement just stunned the pollsters and the electorate. We also saw some special election results, particularly in upstate New York, where people thought you know a Republican was going to win, but a pro-choice uh, Democrat won by a few points. And so the key here is if there's even been a 2 to 3 percentage shift in the electorate, in the Democrats' favor because of the Dobbs decision, this is going to be a huge deal, right? In addition, we have seen record voter registration numbers leading up to the election, heavily swayed towards women and young people. We've seen now early voting numbers in a number of key states, you know, because voting started many weeks ago, that are very high, that are on par with the 2020 voting totals, which is basically unheard of for a midterm. In America, we don't get you know, the same level of enthusiasm and voter turnout in midterm elections as we do in presidential elections. But it looks like this year might be different. Now, the reason I'm not going to predict a blue wave like Michael Moore is, is because the MAGA fascists are very angry, and they may turn out in huge numbers too in order to sow chaos and back election deniers and seek revenge. Now, they didn't do that in 2018 like they did in 2016 or 2020. So Trump was on the ballot in 2016 and 2020, and they came out in large numbers. They did not come out as, in as large numbers in 2018. But who knows what they're going to do in 2022? We just don't know. Only one poll matters, and that's the final count on Election Day. So again, I won't be surprised if Republicans do well or if Democrats do well. I just don't know. I think things are leaning Democratic, but, you know, again, only one poll matters, and that one is TBD. So I am truly unsure of the results, and I am pretty sure, though, that the polls will not prove accurate. We'll see. I'll do a little post-election analysis, and we'll see how the polling did. But I do think there's going to be some major surprises. I really do. If not, across the board, at least in some key races. So again, while I don't have precise, specific predictions about the outcomes, I do know that whatever they are, they are going to be clarifying. And I'll talk about that right after the break. Okay, so let me go through kind of some of the potential outcomes and explain what I think they will clarify about America. So let's start. If the Republicans win either House of Congress, either the House of Representatives or the Senate, it will mean that most Americans, or at least, you know, nearly most, because sometimes these election results, are again, are not based on majorities, but close to majorities, that most Americans don't really care much about democracy or the rule of law, right? After the incredible work of the January 6th committee for almost a year and hardcore right-wing Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger coming out just, uh, just clearly, unequivocally showing how the Republican Party is corrupt and undemocratic and against the rule of law, begging people not to vote for the MAGA fascists, 
if they win, you know, one house of, of you know, Congress, that's going to, you know, show that people just don't care. You know, to have major election deniers win key races and have power in Congress shows that people can get away with almost anything in America and not pay a political price. More distressingly, it will show that even taking away women's rights was not enough to get most Americans to reject the fascist American Taliban GOP. Whether it's because of gas prices or because some people want more tax cuts or whatever, it will show that Americans just don't care about basic rights that much and that there's basically almost nothing you can do to get people to turn away from the MAGA fascist movement. Now, this message will be much stronger if the GOP does well in a lot of Senate races that are much harder to win. You know, if they squeak by with a small House minority, they flip a few seats, but don't gain the Senate, then my points above are softened a little, right? They just barely did it, but still, the, the thing is they shouldn't win anything, right? The GOP is a fascist cult that deserves no power. This shouldn't be a close contest at all. The fact that it is shows that much of America is insane. The question is, is it 47% of America is insane or, you know, 40%? And those differences in a few percentage points mean a big deal, right? But for them to win any, you know, House of Congress shows that America is really almost close to ungovernable. And things are probably going to get a lot worse because the GOP is going to go on a crazy, corrupt, MAGA rampage if they get any power in this election. Now, you know, this will be especially true if Republicans win big victories in both chambers, right? If they win the Senate and the House and it's a red wave, then it's full-on zombie apocalypse. You know, then I'm starting to think about leaving this country pretty quickly because then it's full-on zombie apocalypse. I don't think that's likely, but it's not impossible. You know, of course, all of these scenarios are bad that I've just outlined, and I hope they don't come to pass at all. I hope the Democrats win both houses. So if, on the other hand, the Democrats do hold both chambers of Congress and expand their Senate majorities, this shows that we have truly broken through the stalemate, the, the near 50-50, and perhaps have a new electorate. It will show that taking away women's rights has real consequences and that people aren't going to stand by and take it. It will show that lawlessness and corruption and treason and insurrection has limits and that people are fed up with the fascist MAGA cult. In midterms, the opposing party is supposed to do very well. Republicans are supposed to do historically well. The only time in recent history where the opposing party didn't do well in the midterms was 2002 when right after 9-11, many rallied around Bush and the Republicans. Again, stupidly, irresponsibly, and with horrible consequences, but that's what happened. If, however, we do this for the right reason in 2022 and have a similar moment where the Democrats do really well, um, and it was not brought about by people rallying around war, but by an appreciation of basic human rights for women and democracy, and also maybe to support Ukraine, this will be historic. It will renew my faith in the possibilities of the American project. Again, 
I, you know, don't know the probabilities about this, but this will be clarifying in a good way. And so after the break, I'll come back with the antidote. Okay, so as the results come in for the midterms, definitely celebrate all the Democratic victories. But even if the Democrats lose, even if some of the bad options come to pass, there will be a silver lining, and that silver lining is clarity. Right? If, if most Americans turn out to be zombies, this is bad, but knowing it is important. One of America's greatest failures historically is the lies we tell ourselves decade after decade, generation after generation, about how special we are and how it can't happen here and we're a shining city on the hill when already evil has happened here many, many times and we are not exceptional. As Jamel Bowie in the New York Times has pointed out, so many so-called respectable people look the other way at the terrorism of the Jim Crow South and let it go on for generation after generation. Or Rachel Maddow in her new podcast called Ultra talks about how all the Hitler sympathizers that existed at the highest levels of American society, both in government and the elites, and the reach they had, the pro-Hitler side of America. So look, America can be great, but it is often horrible. And lying or hiding from the truth is never good. So the antidote is to accept the results and the clarity they bring, right? That 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 is positive. Clarity is positive. Of course, I'm hoping the Democrats run the table on the MAGA fascists and we have a blue wave. But even if we don't, I will appreciate the clarity because living in truth is better than living in lies. So with that, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, please share it with family, friends, and colleagues. Rate it, subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And with that, everybody, make sure you vote and uh, take care, be well, stay safe.